This episode of Open All Isles is sponsored by the QPR Northamptonshire Supporters Group. You can find their Facebook group by searching for QPR Northamptonshire Supporters Group on Twitter under at QPRNSG. Or if you don't do social media, QPRNSG at gmail.com. They host regular meetups in pubs in Northamptonshire for televised games and go on several away day trips. So if you live in the county or in the surrounding areas and would be interested in joining them, please do not hesitate to make contact. Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. Um, this is our second one of the run, our first one in of the season after the first game. And I'm here with two and a half QPR fans, shall we say. Um, so the two are Paul Finney. What about you? From Indiars. The QPR podcast, Barnet, Belfast. Westbourne Park, you take your pick. Now we've had a complaint about you last week. I've always had a big nose. We had a, we had a complaint <laughs> on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Can you please tell Finney to uh, stop not talking thing. into his microphone? Okay. Thank you. The, the reason, person who said that. Thank you. The reason, this is what I have to okay, say every week. There's a reason for that. I have very little legs, and um, sometimes because your hilarity. Yeah, I move away from the table because I'm laughing so much, and my legs just aren't quick enough to get to the mic. So because I'm so hilarious, I, is why you don't talk into absolutely. the mic. Absolutely, very good. Uh, You're we also have back for another year, wreaking havoc on the QPR podcast. <laughs> Chris Charles from BT Sport. Hello there. Hello, I'm Chris. If it's only another year, then I'll be gone what's, by December, presumably. Till till you find someone better. What's your bank Never. Again? We haven't got a name yet. Brilliant name. Yeah. Doesn't every band start with a name and not have anything else? Well, we're sort of called Doom Boy, but um, that's a working mm. title. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What do you yeah. do in it? Sing. <laughs> try to sing. Good. Voice of an angel. I try to sing like Ian tries not to drink during the week. So Ian, being <laughs> the aforementioned half, being former head of communications at Queen's Park Rangers Football Club. Was that, was that the correct title? It was indeed. Ian Taylor. Thank you. Also known as Ian, it's not official until he says so. <laughs> Taylor, welcome. Thank you, David. Got loads to ask you. I now need to do a Paul Finney to you and ask you to speak no a bit problem closer. There you go. Um, have you got short legs too? I have. Excellent. Not as short as yours. No one's are. So, Snow White's friends were. Carry on. Okay. So, uh, Ian, Ian, you were at the club for 12 years. Yep, 12 and a half. 12 and a half. You left in May. Correct, end of the season, yeah, after the final day. So you have lots and lots that you can talk about. We actually put it out on Twitter a couple of hours ago. There's been a lot of questions. I do have a confidentiality clause in my contract, but I suppose this is kind of off the record, so we can discuss it. Is, it is really off the record. <laughs> like no, like It's just us four, really, <laughs> us four talking about it. To be fair, no one listens anyway. You we'll stick, it, it. We'll stick, it, stick your stories in between his jokes and you'll, you'll be fine. The grand. <laughs> and you're not... You're not a QPR fan, but you sort of have semi become one. And you go, you're going on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going on Saturday, and I'll be. I'll, I'd like to think I get to at least half the home fixtures. And I still live in West London, so um, when time allows, I'll be back at the loft watching the Rs. You got quite a lot of family and friends who've got season tickets. Is that yeah, right? my yeah. missus side are uh, all um, Shepherd's Bush. Um, live there all their life. I think there's twelve season tickets in the family's name. So. Um, when I don't get a freebie off Lee Who's, I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be mixing it in with you boys. At least there's someone going to be there on Saturday then. I'll be there Saturday. Moving on. You'd like to think it'll be a big attendance on yeah. Saturday. First, first, first home, home game. game. I don't think I'm going to be there. Gutted. I thought it wasn't working, but I just looked today and I am. Anyway. What have you got to do? <sighs> oh, like just report on other football. Yeah, basically. basically. Yeah. I had to I had to put do what I have now done for the last three years yesterday and put the Arsenal FC fixtures into my calendar. You're looking at me blankly, but you shouldn't be. I know why. Because the reason why I have to do that is because I work right next to 
the Emirates Stadium and oh, have to sort of be ahead of when like it's going to be crazy going home and all that. But at least like you don't have it. to worry about noise. Yeah. Home to Man City on Sunday at four. I'm going to that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Work. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, he's got Bradley Wiggins playing up front as well, or Chris Freeman. Who was <laughs> during this cycling game? I am now. in the cycling game. Yep. Um, two wheels and. <laughs> Two titles so far in my time there. We won the. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting You've that won one two in. Two titles, yeah, yeah. You mean so in one more in the league? last three months at, at Team Sky than um, I did. Yeah, that probably is fair because it was probably only well, no playoff final and the and uh, the league that we won the Championship League. But yeah, it's been a good start. It's been good fun, and the reason I'm going to the Emirates uh, or the Library, as you just referred to it as, um, which it is. Geraint Thomas won the Tour de France last Sunday and he's a big Arsenal fan so he's um, going to be out on the pitch mm. presented to the Arsenal faithful on Sunday when they play Man City. Can well, I ask you a question in? more about, about the protests they're going to make, right? Uh, yeah. can, can I ask you a question about cycling which is related to... Um, is it easier, do you think, and please forgive the puns on this, to get fast-tracked being a cyclist to being a, a DM or a Sir? Because... It seems to be the way forward, really, if you want to get a title after him. Yeah, fair point. What as in if you do well and win a title? Yeah, it's brilliant. Well, it hasn't worked for Chris, Chris Froome, Froome has he? Yeah. won it four times and isn't yeah. Sir Chris Froome, but he that's needs, what... He needs to be careful, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Shh, Moving let, on. Let's talk about football, <laughs> shall we? Yeah, I don't really want to talk um, about the PR recycling. I'll try and do that um, in a day. And none of us do, no. to be frank. Um, let's talk about the football. Just before we start, um, as you heard, the ad superbly read out by Chris uh, at the top of the podcast. We are sponsored this week uh, by the QPR Northampton Cheer Supporters Group. Thank you very much to all those guys. You can follow them on Twitter at QPRNSG. Um, or you can email them, qprnsg at gmail.com. Thank you very much for all your support. Um, That's very kind of them, though, to be fair. Thank you. For um, you've done for our podcast. Yes, exactly. Um, also, the beers are sponsored. The beers are sponsored today by Kieran Dowling. So thank you to everybody who supported us. Thank you, big um, man. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. The pod, uh, if, you haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, the pod is always free to listen to, but we do have running costs. So anybody that can support us is appreciated. If you would like to get involved, you can go to our website at qprpod.co.uk. Click on support the show at the top, and there's a whole range of options. Okay, um, let's talk about QPR Pool. You should start. You were at Preston on Saturday. Take us through it. I got there. I watched the game of football. We lost. I went home. Same as nearly every away game last season. Do you know what? It's quite bizarre because everyone was beforehand giving it. You you know this, Ian. You know, know, the first game of seasons, everyone's expectations are quite high. I've never known a game beforehand where everyone was just like, oh, don't know what's going to happen. No expectations. And you kind of think it's filtering through a wee bit to the way performances. Everyone's sick of losing. And you could have put Holloway in the dugout on Saturday and you would have known no difference. It, that's not a slate on uh, McLaren or anything like that. It just, it, we, I think our first proper shot was like the 87th minute when the mm. keeper p- pushed it over. To be fair, he did well though because apparently he was shot by a budgie. He went down for no reason for about mm. t- five or six minutes. They did all these contracts and he got up and did a world-class save. And that it was, was a good save. It was an excellent save. save, to be fair. Really good save. But they did a job. But then Preston always do. And we didn't... You know, what, what worried me on Saturday was how easy they, they, they cut us on the, on the flanks. Bidwell was exposed a lot. Um, I'm not sure in playing Matt Smith as a lone striker with him using the pressing game because it's a bit more of a rigor mortis game by the time he gets there. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just not fast enough. And if he's going to be doing the press, then we're going to, be in problem, we're going to have issues. One game, I've seen this player a hell of a lot worse, mm. and I've seen this player a hell of a lot better. But there's no question about it, and you know this because I'm pointing at Ian for those who can't see it. We've got a monkey on our back now that we just, no matter what manager it is, this away form is right. starting to really, really affect everyone. And we need to start picking up some points away from home. Otherwise, our away support is just going to dwindle to nothing. And also, not just that, with the fans were brilliant on the Saturday, they sang. But there was no expectations. And I think, and I could be wrong, but I think, were we the only team that didn't score on Saturday? Yeah, we were. That, that, that is your own story within well, the, the only Well, the only team... In th- our league, sorry. Yeah. In yeah. the championship, yeah. Um, but what, wasn't the way we were set up to, to not lose rather than to have a gut winning? That's what it seemed like to me. I wasn't there, but... We didn't have the pace again to worry them, and they were, they were killing us down the flanks. Um, you know, 
obviously with Furlong being out, the wee man comes in, did his best, but he's not. I don't think he's ready yet. He will be a decent player. Um, Kakai, yeah, 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 Kakai. But but there's just there wasn't anyone in front of him, so you having the their fullbacks are just full pelled that yeah with a winger. So Mm. suddenly you're getting overloaded time after time after time, and I kind of felt that Preston just got the goal. I knew that would all be. They were doing the tricks and they were wasting the time. But I think they knew they only need one goal to beat yeah, us. I, mean, they did, I know it's a different managing choice, but they did exactly the same last season, and we don't seem mm-hmm. to really have learned from that. I mean, they're, they're mm. sort of renowned for, you know, getting away with as much as they can, wasting time, like you said, just going down for spurious things, and and, and the referee being, you know, swallowing it all basically. I, I sometimes think that maybe. Other teams are very cute and we don't sort of have that about us. almost too honest. I We're know not that's... nasty. We need to be a lot nastier. Yeah. A hell of a lot nastier. We don't get enough. I mean, I go back to the game we lost against Newcastle years ago. There wasn't one booking. And you're getting tanked at home. You want to be, you know, but it's one game. I mean, Twitter is Twitter. Six is... nil or six what? Uh, six, yeah, now. yeah, six nil. And we, you know, you... People won't get, should be going out there smashing into people and taking a book for the team, showing the fans that they care. And it, it seemed to me like Saturday we seemed to care. Well, we did, they did care, but there was no outlet. Do you know what I mean? The ball was coming straight out, going straight back again, and we, we didn't ask enough questions of them. But McLaren said what we all knew. The goals are going to be a massive problem for us. Everyone's looking for the same bloody striker. And if you don't get your business done early, you're then into the loan market and they're massive gambles because you're going to have to take kids or you're going to have to someone like Martin to come in from Derby who's you know as quick as rigor mortis part two. But then, um, I mean, isn't I mean, from what I read, again, I wasn't there, but when Little Smith and Silla came on, it was a, it was a bit more energised, there was a bit more about us. Um, and Silla really has got quite a good strike rate for this division. Yeah, I think it's he was unlucky as well. I think that was a world class save in the last. That one, was excellent. It? On another day, if that goes in, then yeah, all's a bit cheerier in the camp. But I also worry about the fact that if you play one known striker, it releases their fullbacks, and we don't have seem to have a midfield that can cope with that. Well, that's because we're trying to play Luongo, Freeman, and Skern at the expense of having no whiff. Because we brought Manning on the yeah, second Freeman half. Freeman being stuck on the wing as well, that seemed a bit of a weird one. He seems to do his best work when he's a bit more... He, he seems like he needs to be motivated. Right, OK. Um, the, do you the, think he was waiting for a move that didn't materialise? Possibly. Hasn't, two days. Hasn't not <laughs> well, OK, yeah, yeah. Although, although Borough have gone from apparently being in for Freeman for three million to being in to, for Yannick Balassi for 15 million. <laughs> Yeah, well, they apparently. probably read what we sold Smithies for and thought, oh, why not? Um, the good news is... You won't let that one go, will you? <laughs> I will not let that go, I tell you. It's your fault, Ian. Weren't you still at the club I just then? think with the Smithies one, and to the best of my knowledge, and you know, I was, I'm obviously out of that circle now, but at the time I was in that circle, and there was not a single bid for Alex Smithies. Does it matter, keep him? What, when the player doesn't want to be there? Don't care. You're under contract, play. No, but I think but, when you've got two young keepers underneath him, that are probably earning a but, fraction of what he earned. I agree, and, but then you've got to look at the points that he saved. Ha- hang on, but also Paul to Should give the pun to give the, uh, the the reasoning that you don't want to hear. No, I don't. I, I don't the mind club need it. to bring in additional income. Agreed. Three million pounds is a lot of dough. Mm-hmm. Out of context, not you know, you can argue that that Smithies is worth a lot more. I think a lot of us would think he's a lot more. But three million pound, they have to bring in. It sounds like they have to sell at least one player mm-hmm. a year. They get an offer in, they get three million pounds in, which is a lot of money. That that's why they that's why they sold him, and that's why they didn't not sell him. I think you've got to look at everyone in the transfer industry at the moment is saying you got your man from City. Um, Hart went to City. Joe Hart went to City for half a million pound more than Smithies. We got for Smithies. Yeah, and, and he's won. Okay, made a few. Not had the best. But he'll be third choice. To Burnley, you mean? Sorry, Burnley. He yeah, went from City to Burnley. He'll be third choice. Well, he's playing Saturday. Doesn't matter. Injured. He'll be third choice. But what I'm saying is, a young lad from Man City went for ten million or whatever it was. Still, I don't think international. He's not be third I don't think choice. he'll be third choice. Maybe mm, second. I push. But I, I think. I just think if 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 Alex wanted to go, we bought him at. For 1.5, I think. So you've doubled your money. When yeah, was but the last have you really, keep... have you really doubled your money? The only player we've made money on really has been um, Sterling, if you want to be. What would you have found a palatable level to sell Smithies at? I would say 5 million down payment and another million should Carter stay up and then another 500,000 should he make an England debut. 
I know what you're saying, because Gunn went for, what did he go for? 15? 12 million, I think. 12. Yeah. Rising but, 15. But apart from two or three keepers that go for a lot of money, and Gunn is a sexy name, isn't he? Because he's Man City, and his dad was a keeper, and yeah. he's England under 21, and Gareth South. Like, he's a bit, he's, he's in that bracket of supposedly thing, next right, big he, things. He, here's a scenario. You put your host in the market yeah. for... I've, I've seen your host here. Have you put your host Two in the market? Two million starting price. So you put your host in the market for, <laughs> for 10 million for what it's worth. Um, no, you put your host in the market for whatever it's worth. But someone, yeah. You only get one bid at 130, you think, yeah, one bid, I'll take it. But if I need to sell it, it's a different story. If you need to sell it, but that's what. And if you don't want to be there. I'm not saying that Alex definitely didn't want to be there, but he had aspirations to No, I agree. I just, I just do think it's too cheap and I won't change my mind. That's fine. But it, and it come May, if he's. Building the debut, if he's kept carded off and, and getting rid of refuse, Warnock's done a job on us. But and we don't know. Worry. We don't know if there is. Is there a clause that, he, that an extra million if he if he if carded? I'm sure there'll be kickers. There's kickers I, in We don't know game. the full picture. I, do I we? believe. And didn't Lee who say last week that the fee that it's undisclosed, undisclosed, yeah, undisclosed. Lee is trying to hint that we got more for him than has been reported, but that doesn't stack up to me because you would let it be known. If we'd got more than three million, you would let it be known. I did that a few times. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And if we got less than three million, you might perhaps say, oh, it's the correct amount's not being reported. I think the thing is, I mean, it's kind of, he's probably one of the, I guess maybe I'm overreacting, I don't know, but I do think it's good business for us, is it was one of the few people we could sell. And that worries me. Um, you know, there's there's other people there that we put that Freeman three million. Do you know what? I'd rather kept him and sold Freeman, but obviously if he wants to go, he wants to go. But Smithies is a fantastic keeper. I mean, I can't even believe. I do believe them when they say there's only one bid. I believe that, but I find but there must be some bloody good. It. I would say there's two good young keepers under him as well. <clears throat> see, see Saturday, I kind of personally Lumley would be my first choice on what that's I've what seen I'm of thinking. The two, but no. I think the Mangles I think played two hundred plus games in the football league already, so. Mm-hmm. I think um, big lad. The question mark on Saturday was his distribution, or you know, that it was basically punting it up and it was coming straight back. Whereas Smithies was a lot more astute. I think what it is with Matt, he, he's he's still trying to get to know. Well, you, you worked at football. He's obviously trying to get to know who's good at this, who's good at that. He's still working out, but he seems to run out and then change his mind halfway Hesitate, through, yeah. and then that gives them the chance to come back. Yeah. Excuse me, sorry. A bit too early to write him off, though. I think, to be honest with you, look... Isn't it a bit too early to draw anything from Saturday? 100%. No, but what you can say is, meet the new boss, Simmons, the old boss, as in, we're losing again away from home and everyone's going to take that pretty Q- badly. I worked at QBR, as you know, for 12 and a half years. You never did, you? When you QBR? <laughs> kept it up when was the last time QBR won a series of matches away from home? No, in my time then. The last time QBR won an away, the first game away, sorry, yeah. on the opening day away from home was 1987, apparently. And Kevin Brock looked like Pele. Your he- 40th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... I think going back to game Saturday, you can't. You can't. <laughs> he didn't like that. Oh, did he's, he? he's moved he's on. Back. Like he's, that. Back. he's moved on. Go on. I, I have legs absolutely... Tell us about a dolphin baby or whatever it was, was you were talking about last week. That was week. true. That shock baby story. Yeah, okay, fine. I, said, I, I yeah, put yeah. it on the Twitter. Still think it was a bit weird, but never mind. Yeah. Um, the I've lost my train of thought now. No, I'm going to so get back. I said we haven't won away from home on yeah. the opening day. And for I said Kevin Brock looked really good. That's how much I know about football. Yeah. That day, but you know what? It's going to be a hard slog, and I do think, and I keep saying it, we have got defeat fatigue away from home, and it's starting to really hurt the fans. You know, pink and I think, kit, feeling the pink kit. I've got to be honest, it no. wasn't as bad as I thought. I don't like it. I still don't like it. But it wasn't as bad as I thought. When I you see like it in the it. flesh, no, I don't. I'm not going to buy it. Selling well, though, by all accounts. I, yeah, I'd sell so anything else. So I hear. But next season, of um, I, I'm going to ask Francis to do something very classy and go back to the olden days of why don't we go back to just a white shirt like the cup final? But go, bring back the white shirt, Francis. That's we, what we, I say. We 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 played in it, didn't we? Mm. Once in uh, uh, Cardiff. Year. Yeah, but it's not much use as an awaker when you've got white in your home kit. It's nice though. Yeah, but uh, 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 all right. So we go back to the old black kit that we no, did. I'm against. not saying that, but what I'm saying is, what's the point of having a, a, an away kit when you've got the same yeah. colour? All right. What was your favourite ever away kit apart from Dennis and Menace? Oh God! I'm... And even with Dennis and Menace, I think the reason they stopped that is because over the last few years it just wasn't selling. Because really, yeah, because it was similar to previous designs. I Whereas, don't have which is why the pink kit I think is selling well. See, I like the Dennis. And I like I like the fire Nord show. Yeah, yeah, the red and white one. But I also liked. 
Yeah. Uh, we, we only wore it a few times. It was a Compars one that was, um, it was a classic FM that was all black. Uh, uh, CSCSF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And you call me With the red trim, yeah, yeah. I like the duck egg blue one that we had. We rarely wore it, but... That's because it was rubbish. Okay. Um, but yeah, sadly, causes for concern. Not the worst. You're never going to judge a season in one game, but it's a real. I'd love to see us start a season and go on a wee bit of a winning streak, like you just said. Be great to go on a not losing for a wee while, picking up points away from home, winning your home matches, and building something to to go forward with. Well, I think the main thing is has McLaren. I mean, sometimes you learn, you know, old cliche, learn more from a defeat than you do to a win. Oh, you learn um, a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe what, now he's seen them playing. So, I mean, cause obviously we did all right in the preseason friendly. Some of them. I mean, you know, maybe it will give him food for thought and you know shake things up. A I bit. think if there was ever going to be a time, and you can see it, he's obviously spent all summer with them. You'd know that. I keep saying this, but good. Um, and then it comes to the game. And then he sees just what happens. And it was the same as so many times before. There was just something happens to us away from home. And please, God, let it change soon because I don't know what it is. And I think the magnitude of the job may have just hit him up the face a little bit. And he's got a lot of, got two days to do some seriously good business because we desperately need goals. Okay. But so one last thing to say, you've also got to remember Preston finished, I think, nine places and 17 points above us last season. And we've lost three of our best players and only got one in. So if you put it in that context, it was, it, okay, it, in that it context, was not a game we were particularly favourites to win. Okay, in that context, West Brom were in the Premiership last season and Bolton were struggling to stay up. Okay. Bolton beat West Brom. Right. So. Do you know what I mean, Chris? You start the season level pegging, everyone's the same. Yeah. And you've got to try and keep it going as long as you can. The only good thing is the German looks Tony looks absolutely superb. So I was gonna talk about that. I do want to I do we've got loads of things to ask Ian, which we'll come on to. But he's good. But other things to talk about. Yes. Leisner. Is this how we pronounce it? It's easy for you to say, big man. Sounds good enough to me. Captain. Seems like a captain. Yeah, natural captain. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's that one done. It looks uh, like a captain, doesn't he? I wouldn't guy. argue with him. Yeah, I no suppose no. a couple of people after Saturday's game, uh, a couple of guys in the media team and a couple of guys that were also there and they said that he was the highlight, really, of the performance. Yeah, they definitely. He, really he, good. Know, showed good leadership skills and performed fairly well at the heart no, of the defence. I mean, I guess the issue is who who's going to play alongside him. Um, can you keep Lynch fit for... The majority of the season, mm. are they looking? They're being linked to Heffaly, I think, at Huddersfield. Yeah, who I think would be a really good signing. Um, but yeah, he does look like captain material, and yeah, if I'm, you can keep him fit at the heart of the defence, I think. I, I feel so. I don't know what it is about Lynch, but I, I just want him to, to do well because you desperately want him to do well. But it's just not really happening. He's a bit like Washington, where you're kind of thinking this could this. No one's talking not. about Washington. He, he's he's. He's not on the radar, Finney really. stopped talking about Washington. Uh, yeah, <laughs> when Finney stops talking about someone like Washington, he's, he's done, isn't he? Well, I don't know. We need to stop talking about... No. Um, you'd, like, go. you'd like... Well, you'd think he'd get a, a move away in the next 40 yeah, hours, or if not, a, a loan, a loan mm. deal. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's sad life. For him more than the club, really, just for him to try and get his career back on yeah. track, because it's not worked out, has it? No, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen either, no matter how well he plays for Northern Ireland. <laughs> was it the um, first game of the season last year that he scored two, didn't he? Against first Reading? game was against Reading, yes. He scored two, didn't yeah. he? One was a penalty, I think, but you think, yeah. right, you're off and running, and then... Just if it becomes psychological after a while. Um, going back to defenders, though, very quick, I thought we were going to get... Trent, Trent Sainsbury, Sainsbury happened, yeah. Oh, yeah, because PSV company is going to sign for us. Yeah. 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 I, uh, had that, I thought that has to be a joke. <laughs> well, we, have, we, we, have, we have made two signings this week. Oh, yes. Darnell Furlong and, and Abire Easy or Ezzy. Happy with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Both good prospects, good lads. I think with Easy as well, there was definitely people looking at him last season, so... There would definitely have been people looking at him again this season in pre-season. But what I do like about him, he's quite a grounded, down-to-earth guy. Got good people around him, which can't always be said for That's some of these youngsters. Um, yeah. And what I liked about the announcement on the website by the club was, it was, it was it, I can't remember who the quote was from. It may have been from McLaren, which was, or, or Les maybe, which mm. was, we've signed him up and he's here for three years. And then it was basically about two paragraphs of, to him, don't be a knob now. Like, get your head down. 
focused, loads of players have come before you, yeah. got a big contract, and then that's been the end of them. And it make have, sure it's not you. Uh, yeah, he would, have, he would have got a huge increase, I'm sure, but it wouldn't have been the kind of increase that you'd have seen in previous years with some of the silly contracts. But like I say, he is a grounded, down-to-earth kid, and I would like to think he, he does seem like the type that just wants to play football regularly week in, week out. I'm sh- yeah, if he if he fulfills his potential, he'll be playing at the very top. There's no doubt about mm. it. Now, I know I know you you won't know the detail, so I'm hopefully not putting you in a position. But just explain to someone on the inside, someone like that, he's played 15, 20 games, not even for the first team, had a good had a good run. He would have gone from what sort of wage to what sort of wage, or might have done, because I know you, I know you, you don't just an fifty p, but just to illustrate. <laughs> so he came in from Millwall, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and bizarrely, I'm sure I read at the time that they let him go because of his attitude. If that is the case, more like Millwall's attitude. Maybe, probably. yeah. I certainly didn't. Uh, so, what would he have been on? 400, 350, 400 quid a week? Right. When he came in, and what would he be on now? Maybe three grand a week? Plus luncheon voters? <laughs> Maybe okay. maybe not three grand a week, two and a half grand a week, but three enough, grand a week. Like but big rise, but oh, yeah. enough that you know you, you know have another good season, season and a half. And, and yeah, I mean it's it's great yeah. money if yeah. you can get it, isn't it? But he's earned it. I'd say I'd yeah, I'd say that he's you know he, he wouldn't be in the top fifty percent of earners at the club still. I wouldn't have thought. Mm. Um, and he's he's earned that contract by getting his head down. Well, Taylor's off the wage bill now, so it's freed up some <laughs> yeah. salary, hasn't it? Morris has no, had an increase, believe you right. me. Uh, <laughs> no, no, now that you can't advise Tony on these things, he seems to... <laughs> All right, Ian, What's come on, let's do that. Let's do that. He said it, it's not us. He said it. Right, let's do this now. So, um, no one, of the things, no. one of the things, PR... Well, okay, big, big occasionally, Tony Fernandez brings the PR people into it. He's done it with you. He's done it with Paul Morrissey. He says, Ian Taylor has told me X, Y, Z, and then you get pelters for it. The famous one is that you supposedly appointed appointed Ian Holloway. Holloway, Yeah, of course I did. Which Tony put in his book that you had suggested him. Clear it up for us. I think any good boss will always lean on experts, I guess you would say, in their business for advice. So obviously my expert field, you might choose to um, argue otherwise, but um, well-versed in PR and comms, I would like to say. And Ian Holloway's name came up and I simply said, from a PR point of view, at that time, I thought he would have been a good appointment from a PR point of view. Um, and you actually saw the subsequent reaction to Ollie's unveiling. And at that time, I would probably say an 80-20 split in favour of the appointment. So I was proved right, I think, in that respect that, from a PR point of view, it would have been a, it was a good appointment. Um, but to say that I suggested that he would be the best manager, no, far from it. I would. Why would why would they ask me what I thought about his credentials to be QPR manager? That's. I just played part football till I was about fifteen, sixteen. Never played at a high level. So why would they ask me? They wouldn't. But you know, at the time, I'll admit, I said from a PR point of view, mm. which is my expert field, as you like, and yes, I, I thought it was a good appointment from, you know, in that respect. And like I said, the subsequent reaction suggested that was right. So when you got the sign Basingua, what was behind that? No, thing, so, then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's loads of nonsense. Yeah, even I, I saw Tony, and I, I'm sure we'll get onto Tony and Twitter at some point, but. Yeah, you know, I think he, he put a tweet out, didn't he, at the weekend saying that Paul Morrissey said in 17 years that this is the best QBR squad. Now, what he meant by that, when Paul said that to him, if indeed he did say that, I don't know, but Paul's only been there 12 years, not 17. But when he did say that, I presume what Paul meant was that from a media point of view, to deal with. they're yeah. great to deal with. You know, you there's times where people don't want yeah. to do interviews and Paul would have, you know, there's a, there's a young group and, you know, and what I would say probably a little bit of credit to the, the outgoing captain, Ned Manua, he was really good at getting the young guys buying into what was right and what was wrong in terms of how they conduct themselves. And, you know, the likes of Iberi, Osman, you know, some of those young guys, Paul Smith, Ryan Manning, they understand what it takes to be a professional footballer, and that isn't just on the pitch, but off it as well. And how you conduct yourself with the media and how you conduct yourself with the in-house media team is a part of that. So I think... 
that's what Paul meant by that. But sometimes Tony's tweets get the better on him. But it's it's his football club, as, as Lee Hu says, it's his train set. He's entitled to do with it what he wants. And well, it's not his train set, is it? Because well, um, not ten, Ruben. Yeah, it's part of it. He owns a couple of trains Ruben's within train the train set, set, really, and he yeah. That's the thing and with, some of the calling points and the station within it, yeah. With Tony tweeting, I mean, he, he basically gets all the flack. Uh, he gets all the flack, and Ruben just sort of gets away scot-free, if you like. Because, because Ruben's not on Twitter, well, mouthing exactly. off on Twitter. Yeah, well, he is on Twitter, but he's not mouthing off. I think he it. uses it, Ruben just uses it to keep, up, yeah, keep yeah. abreast with the news. And it's, it's, it's sad, I was saying to, um, before we started, I was saying to, to you know, so like, I was interviewed, I said it last week, that Australian thing, the talk shows, I don't know what it was in Australia, and they were He's put... big down under. <laughs> that is the first time that's ever been said to you. Carry on. <laughs> and possibly... Very good. And the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah let's, have a, let's have a for my dignity to walk out the door. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, a celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. Thank you. Yes, you did a media appearance, uh, you big lovey. Go on. But and they, what did you say? As I said last week, they were like of the impression it was like hated by the fans. It was a kind of an oyster and it was a kind of a this. Um, and I was like, no, the fans don't have any problem with him as a person. I mean, yes, he spent a hell of a lot of money and got really good at twice and things like that. And he says some things, but he's not bad. He's not a bad human being. Just, he just we talk, we said he's, he's just been misguided. Massively. But he cares Massively. for the club. Passionately, yeah, his pants pulled down by agency, and let's be fair, yeah. let's be absolute colour what it is. Keir Durapton's got a lot to answer. Oh, and Mark Hughes, and um, good old Harry. You know, people who he probably looked up to from afar and thought these people are all right. The shocks, and but they... ulti- you know, I always say this. Ultimately, you know, they dot the i's and cross the t's on the contract. So every contract that the guys were signing back then, they knew what they were doing. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah, you can't fault his passion for the club and. Yeah, you know, even as a you know, I'm not an employee anymore, so you know, I don't necessarily have to toe the party line in that respect. But he he cares deeply, and oh, of for as long does. as he's there, he will continue to want what's best for QPR. I don't think anyone disputes that. I mean, the, the, the warning signs came for me at the, the point when you said, "Well, I've interviewed QPR, and uh, you know, oh, Mark Hughes. Yeah, yeah. Mark Hughes. I'm not entirely sure that was correct either, but well, yeah. no, he said it. Yeah, but a lot of people say a lot of things that aren't true. Well, Mark Hughes says a lot of things. Oh, as in you're not you're oh, not disputing he said it. You're saying you're not sure. Oh no, he said place. it. But although we asked Tony Fernandez, and he said it was a bit like that. Yeah, he said there was a sense of that. Uh, Ian, Maybe. there's a few questions. Pete Jeffrey says, whilst head of media slash PR at QPR, my phone's just gone to sleep. Hold on. How <laughs> enjoyable did Ian find Tony Fernandez's use of Twitter? <laughs> I advised him to stop tweeting um, numerous times. That went well. He did stop for a while. Um, I think a day, maybe, <laughs> was the maximum he stopped. No, he did. He, he stopped for a couple of weeks at one point, but he thrives on being open and transparent in all his businesses. Um, QPR is no different. But like you just said, if you, know, you talked about Ruben being on Twitter but not tweeting about QPR, and you know, if you put your... If you bet your head on the line, you're there to be shot at, aren't you? If you are going to tweet constantly about QPR, then you've got to take the good and the bad that comes with social media. And, you know, social media can be a dark, dark place. But then, oh, but then, but then again, he said some things which he didn't really go with. When, when um, Mike... Mike Rigg? Yeah. So we say Mike Rigg. He said, oh, if this isn't the best signing QPR I've ever made, I'll resign. Now, he may think that doesn't get noted, but QPR Report and others, not yeah. saying they're wrong to do it, they're right to do it. It's what we do as fans will hold that and reuse it. And then he ends up blocking people like Report and other people because yeah. he doesn't like being hit with the things that he said. Whereas- no, I would agree. It's, it's Personally, uh, I think as head of PR or head of comms, whatever the title, uh, at a football club, you'd rather your chairman not be on social media, but that's the way he is. Mm. And it's, think- his, it's his football club, so ultimately he decides what he wants to I do. Think- you can only advise him accordingly. You can see that Tony is in in, the, in it for the love of football. I think you know, and, and in it, hundred percent. Yeah, wanted to get, but the other guys involved, like Ruben, for instance, um, and to a lesser extent, the Metals, whose who, stock has sort of declined in recent years. I mean, are they in it? Do you think for the for the glory, or is it more about trying to get the stadium? Could you say glory? Yeah. Okay. I think they're all in it for the same reason. That's because they've got a genuine love of football. Um, I think they care passionately about QPR. Um, I think they've embraced. Yeah, they, they have done a lot of good things. I think you know the support they showed around you know Grenfell and everything that happened in the wake yeah, of that. Yeah. I think they get the community. I think they understand that and the support 
they've given to Andy Evans and the Community Trust. Um, and whilst the stadium itself might not have improved from um, an aesthetic point of view, I think you know, in terms of the work and environment, I think it's far better now for staff than it it perhaps was. I think the training ground, albeit you know, you'd rather an all singing, all dancing Warren Farm. Um, I think what what they've done at Harlington and at, at the academy has improved, but. I, you know, and I'm a football fan and you know, ultimately you want to see improvements on the pitch and I guess you guys would say that that hasn't necessarily happened in, in their time at the club so it's a difficult one but yeah they all, they all care passionately about the club and they're not, they're not going to leave it in, in a situation where you know, you're talking about crises and where, where QBR turn, turn the next corner in you know, looking for salvation as it were right. I suppose what, sorry, Jeff, but what some people would say to, to counter what you're saying is we've spent the most money that yeah, we I could get that. dream of the, the dream of having the 500 million put in front of you and saying go forth and do whatever you can and stabilise and go and we built nothing no no training ground no ground no even with the academy and things like that just so wasted so but that's because they don't know what they're doing and I'm not I don't even, I'm not even saying that as a like to have a dig. Like, mm. if you gave Tony Fernandez 500 million to turn around an airline, he knows what he's doing, and so you would That's expect him to be able to do it. They, li- they quite literally don't know what they're well, doing with football. And football is not a precise science, is it? It's, it's an art, or, or, if that's the right word. And so you can spend half a billion pounds and get it wrong. And unfortunately for us, that's what's happened. Mm. And I think, I think oh, what I would say, Natalie, since Lee Hoos has been in there, and I know he's spoken to you guys a number of occasions on the podcast, you, you are seeing small wins. I think they are getting yeah. things right. And obviously the financial position um, in terms of FFP is a lot more stable now. I know that they've just had to pay the big fine, but um, I think they'll be compliant with FFP this year and and you'd like to hope they are anyway. Um, and I expect for as long as Lee's there, um, he's created that almost a legacy now whereby that we will be compliant and hopefully that will continue so, for years. So we interviewed Lee last week and, and the thing that surprised me was the reaction online to our interview. I QPR fans get a lot of stick on social media, often justified for uh, unfair criticism and going over the top, it was largely positive. Most mm. people were kind of buying what Lee Hughes was selling, if that's the right phrase. You know, he made sense to a lot of people. There was a lot of people accepting what he was saying. It was all very positive. It was I think. very black and white, wasn't he? And he breaks it down. That A lot of chief execs will speak in jargon, but he, he breaks it down. So, yeah for want of a better phrase, your average friend gets it and understands it. Um, we just treat us like human beings and we'll respond like yeah. human beings. He's done a lot of good work there and you know, I can't praise him high enough. It, telling him, uh, handing him my notice to him was certainly one of the harder things I've done because I had a lot of respect for him. I think he's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest assets of the club, really. Mm. The best really. signing since Mike Rigg. Well, really. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think everyone's been the best signing since Mike Rigg. I think, I think he's just chasing the horse. It's already pulled it looks sadly for him, but he's, he's trying to catch it, which is a good thing. Sorry, D- David. This is on. a great question. JL, did he, that's Ian, see any players negatively affected by criticism they received on social media? How much of an impact does it have on players? That is a good question. Um... Joey? No, because I think Joey, Joey <laughs> openly admitted, didn't he, that game against Liverpool when he was getting booed by his own supporters and then got substituted. I think Mackie came on and we won 3-2. He, he said that you know, he's never felt so small on the pitch and you know, he wanted the ground to swallow him up almost. But um, that was on the pitch from a social media point of view. Not, not that I'd... Not that I can think of, um, but I'm sure there have been instances over the years because, you know... Since social media became so big, it's just a free platform for, you know, for proper supporters, but also keyboard warriors just to absolutely have free reign on. on and at the end of the day, they're humans. You know, if, if someone tells you, Finney, that you're not delivering flowers well enough or, <laughs> or you're not performing at BT Sports yeah, at the, the highest like level, that. yeah, it, it does affect you, doesn't it? it yeah, it's bound to affect you. 
And I, I think, and that's maybe the positive about Fernandez being on Twitter is that he he, he takes like, a bit of the flack for him. The flack, and maybe maybe it all gets directed at him, and it maybe bypasses the. Yeah, but it's, it. it's true. I mean, me and Ian have had our spats in the past, and um, he's realised really? I'm super. <laughs> Just in the past, what about <laughs> the Give a five future? Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about cycling the ground, um, but actually, you make a good point there. My current boss, Dave Brailsford at Team Sky, he takes a lot of the flack for the riders, but yeah. he uses that to the team's benefit. There's a lot of leaders across various There's businesses. There's always Ferguson's strategy. 100%. Can I, can I ask you one question? Sorry, Dave. I know it's, it's right. good, but did you ever go into work sometimes and you think, we're playing China today. What can possibly go wrong? <laughs> I, remember, feel like you I do remember f- that day. I was out for, uh, I was out for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't actually at the game. I was out for lunch with Francis in right. a, a cafe called Paolo's that was around the corner. I mean, how many years ago now? Are we talking eight or nine years well, maybe? Yeah, that was right at the start. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Gregory's manager. Yeah. And I got a message through saying it's all kicked off at Harlington. I, was, I didn't even, I don't think I even knew there was a game because it was only a friendly, wasn't it? It didn't um, end that way. And it didn't end as a friendly. Yeah. I mean, that was. Did you have co- coffee I remember from Richard your... Hill saying I didn't touch him. And then on the front of the Daily Mirror, there's <laughs> clenched fist in the but guy's face. Did that go, I mean, what, what, as a PR person, what, was that as mad as we thought it was from the outside? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a brawl, wasn't it? It was just a. The Great Brawl of China, one yeah. of my favourite football. Yeah, yeah. 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 great. Headline. And we and we upset the Chinese government immensely, yeah. I believe. Yeah, and um, yeah, but it was funny. Some of the, some of the kicks and that were brilliant. It was like yeah. it was just amazing. You can still watch on YouTube now, can't you? you yeah, just look at it and you think, how on earth are they land? Was that was that one of the biggest things that have happened? Oh, you had the thing, of course, the thirteenth of August. Then you had well, the the most popular question we've had surrounds Peter. Odenwingi yeah. and his shirt. So this was transfer deadline day, whenever it was, and three, Harry, four, five it? years ago. Yeah. Peter Odenwingi waiting in Westfield to sign, didn't sign, and there's apparently a shirt somewhere. There is. So we got the shirt made up. Um, we were doing, we used to um, do a show called London Calling. Do you remember? I think yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. slightly better than this podcast. Um, <laughs> no, he's not true. Still, still no, doing yeah. it. And it didn't last. <laughs> are, we still doing, are they still doing it? I don't know. They're doing um, the under loft different cast, guys, the loft cast, yeah, yeah, under a different guys. Um, and I remember being on air and getting a, a WhatsApp um, on the on the QPR comms WhatsApp group saying Peter Odenwing has just pulled up outside, and we were actually interviewing Harry at the time. He was talking about, oh, we might do this, we might do that. <laughs> difficult, difficult. Um, and then, so planning ahead as you do, especially with the club shop not being open, um, we I said right, well. If, if he's going to come in, he's going to wear the number nine. He's a striker. That's the only shirt number we've got available between one and 11. So we got it printed and didn't come to fruition. But it's in my, it's still in my old desk because I've asked Matt Webb to keep an eye on it. And I'm going to, um, I think I was offered a thousand pound by someone no. for it. Yeah, but I am going to auction it for QPR and Community Trust at some point. Um, you need to get Peter Odenwingi to, to sign, sign it. it. Well, my mate Darmesh at Sky knows him well. So that is on the agenda at some point. And can you ask him, you know, if he's not up to anything at the minute, any chance he's he can... He's a bit old now. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it doesn't matter, well, you take him, would you? Yeah. <laughs> I'd take anybody. No, that was one of the more bizarre ones, for sure. Um, I'm trying to find the question that someone asked. Somebody, I can't find it right now, but somebody asked, what was the most bizarre, almost QPR signing that you prepared for that nobody ever heard about? <sighs> There was a few of them. Yeah, long list. Yeah, I mean, there were some random names, weren't there? Especially during the Briatore years. I mean, I remember when we signed Pellicori and you're like, who on earth is he? Um, Alberto, remember him as well? Mm, there yeah. was a couple of strange ones. The one signing that I thought we were going to make and we did all the interviews, um, got, him in, got, got him in the kit, holding up the shirt. I know that's a favourite of your day. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Darren Ambrose um, from oh. Palace. Um, we interviewed him... Um, on the Thursday, I think, and he put pen to paper, but we didn't send the papers off for one reason or another. I think we were waiting on an agent signature, and then Crystal Palace got bought out by the 2020 group, were they called? I think it's still the, mm. the initial mob that took over prior, in between Simon Jordan and who's your man who's there now? Uh, yeah, uh, Parish. Parish. I think it was the group between those. Um, they got taken over. Ambrose was their club captain at the time, hugely popular amongst the Palace fan base. U-turn, he stayed. Oh, dear. What, um, can I just ask you about Ian Holloway? Um, and, yeah, <laughs> grimacing. No, I just wanted to know, um, A, if 
you notice his demeanour change from when he came in to, to, to just before he left? And, and B, I know it's difficult for you to answer this, but whether it was, you think it was the right decision to sack him? Because I appointed him. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so I worked with Ollie. Um, How did you bring it to him? Yeah. I was there for my first three or four months at QBR in the job. Um, Ollie had just, was just about to be placed on garden leave. So I got to know him a little bit. And then during his time at Sky as a pundit, I got to know him. And obviously he's one of those characters that just says hello to everyone, doesn't he? So I got to know him a little bit over the years. And do you remember Sky did that 10 in 10 where they did 10 football mm, league oh games yeah. 10 days in yeah. a row and he came along and we gave him a shirt. And I love Ollie, great bloke. You know, I know you guys have got a lot of time for him. Absolutely, yeah. I think his demeanour did change. I think he was... I remember on that first day he came back and you know, him being around Andy, Sinton and Les Ferdinand, it was almost like the band getting back together. But he's got a great passion for the football club. But I just think that whether or not do I think it was the right time to get, to let him go, I don't know. Because I, I think we did make some forward strides last year. Um, but it's a high-pressure job. All, mm. all football management jobs are. And you know, if you are getting a little bit of needle from the terraces, and especially uh, from a fan base that used to absolutely adore him when he was a player, when he was there in his first spell. It is difficult. You've got to have so, you know, you've got really thick skin to cope with that. And, you know, he, did his demeanour change? Yeah, probably slightly. Not necessarily around, around me, but I think, and actually I, I got on really well with him and I think I'd, it takes quite a while to get that trust from a new manager and albeit I did know him from my previous time or his previous time now. I felt like we were just on a, a really good level footing. Um, and he, yeah, he was he was really nice to me around the you know, when I when I told the club I was handing my notice and he was yeah, he said that yeah, I'll miss you, blah, blah, blah. And on my final day he gave a really nice speech in front of all the staff up in up in the C Club area and yeah, I was disappointed to see him go because I think he's a I think he's a good bloke. I honestly do think I, 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 I kind of said it we worried back he wasn't the same person when he came back though whether he was trying to take himself seriously more or become but the game's the, changed dramatically in that 12 but years but even the 3 or 4 years he was out of the game but he wasn't as bonus as he used to be was no. he and he was more like the but managers the aren't these days are they With the, Jurgen Klopp's bouncy name me another one that, another manager that you can think of that shows that kind of youthful enthusiasm that Oli showed in his uh, first I'd, I'd, Pochettino, I would say a little bit. Pep, shows really? it. I would say a little bit. I think too many. A lot of managers are so. I think wooden Pep, now. Pep does. Then he, uh, Pep goes from one extreme to, to another. His highs are quite, and then you know. Uh, Klopp's always quite high, and Oli yeah. was quite high mm. in his first yeah. thing, but I just. Uh, what I about think the that's going out so the game? What about bit. the Brentford game last year? I mean, when, when he was saying that them comments were you sitting there thinking, nice easy ride for you tonight, um, Ian. I remember going into that press conference, and I actually said to Ollie, I said, "Don't hammer the ref." I said, "You're going to get yourself a fine. Take two minutes, get your thoughts. Don't hammer the ref because he'd, he'd had a misdemeanour. He'd, he'd spoken out about the referee. I think the previous week. I can't oh, remember okay. who we were playing now, and the referee gave a couple of really dodgy decisions in that Brentford game." And we got right to the end of the interview. I'm thinking, oh, he listened to me. I briefed him and he's listened to me. And then, of course, he went on the tirade, didn't he, about the fans. And, yeah, it was... I certainly wouldn't have advised him to do that. Mm. But, again, that shows his passion. It is. Um, I mean, he is. But it's how you channel that passion. I think years ago, he would, the first time he would have done that because he kind of ignited the fans rather than turned on them. Yeah. And that's what my point is. At this time, he seemed to be a bit more angry. And that's when he lost a lot. I mean, you guys... I felt that's when he lost a lot of the fan base mm. that, that night. Mm. I mean, the argument is that he sort of fulfilled his brief, really. I mean, he kept us up. Yeah. He, he blooded the young players. I mean, from my point of view... Well, mean, you know, you talk about Ibero, like we've, we've yeah. spoken about signing a new contract. Oli deserves a lot of credit Absolutely, for Absolutely, yeah. But the, the only sort of sticking point with me was, you know, like Smith, I think, had a... Smith with a Y had a really good game and then was sort of dropped. And, and there, there was like the... The, the chopping the old, and changing. It was the old Harry Redknapp, Tom Bowler selection. Yeah. Sort of was a bit weird. Um... But equally, if you look, if you look, take his brief as keep us up, blood the youngsters, then that's what he did. So, yeah. it was... but then the other side of the coin is if he had us dead and it got nasty like it did with Jerry Francis when he came back the second time. Yeah, he, he you know, there's, there was a time when Jerry probably couldn't come back to QPR, which is unheard of. Really, I think he left with his stock. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's his legacy back to is intact. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, cra- out of all the crazy moments in your time, what was the craziest? Crazy stupid or crazy good? Crazy good would be the playoff final um, and the after party after Grimfell. I was going to say what? Yeah, yeah. The after party I, I, after Grimfell was, 
you know, Marcus Mumford is one of my heroes and to be surrounded by him, Peter Crouch, people like that was just a crazy experience. Um, the playoff I final... heard, tell me this, I heard a story that Jose Mourinho played in the Grenfell game yeah. because Marcus Mumford bump, literally bumped into him the Correct. day before. Yeah, bumped him to him in Knightsbridge. Um, On the Friday. Yeah, we were... Mi- we. We had about 2,000 tickets still to shift on the Friday. Harry Styles had just tweeted from One Direction, which helped, um, even though he wasn't involved, but he tweeted about it, which got a few of the younger One Direction fans. Maybe your daughter, Paul, I don't know. if she That was, was me. Oh, it was you, okay. Um, <laughs> Love Harry. He said the younger And then he just bumped fans. into him in the street. And I heard. Marcus is you know, quite a recognisable face, and he just, and obviously Jose's a recognisable face, went up to him. Jose was meant to be at the United v Barcelona's Legends match that day, um, but was in London. His flat um, in Chelsea on Knightsbridge, I think, in Knightsbridge, he could see the flames um, mm. burning from the Grenfell Tower. So, same as Marcus, that's Marcus's backstory to it all as well, and his involvement. Um, and he got involved, and he, you know, I know he's a former Chelsea manager, but he was. Brilliant on no, the day. No, I mean, that's... Absolutely brilliant. I heard that completely. I mean, he... Unreal. And stayed afterwards, yeah. signed whatever he needed to sign. Yeah. yeah. I remember when he arrived, one of the, one of the coppers in the tunnel said, um, you know, you don't have to do anything, just go to address it. He said, no, I'm, why am I any different to anybody else? I'm, mm. you know, we've got some survivors playing, we've got firefighters playing, mm. I'll do exactly what, you know, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And he was... He was brilliant, as as everybody was. That was, I mean, that game was. I don't know if you guys were there, but it was just yeah, no, that was an yeah, incredible absolutely. afternoon. Yeah, it's brilliant, and think, that for me shows what you know. Forget, forget. Sometimes you can't forget what happens on a Saturday afternoon, but that's what QPR in a nutshell for me. That that day will be the abiding memory that I take away from my time there for sure. Well, there's there lots of things. There's, 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 there's y- you were a hashtag. I mean, come on, you were a hashtag. I'd rather not be a hashtag. Hashtag Ian Taylor's fault. You t- no. I, I don't even spell Finney used, to, Finney used to use more expletives than that in our early days, but... Yeah. I, I, I think I, I was Everything justified. was your fault, wasn't it? I think... That, no, it depends. It was team selection, I don't think, was all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, his fault. all my yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 again, it's social media, isn't it? You, you know, if you're on social media as a head of comms, you're there to be shot at. And I have learned from that. And during my time at Team Sky, you know, my Twitter account is my personal Twitter account. I won't be using it for any work-related stuff, and I think that's probably the best I think the thing I is... I notice you, because you, as everyone knows, you're, you're a Tottenham fan, you were a Tottenham fan when you came yeah. here, you know, I'm sure you... But you've been referring to QPR as we still, and you've been, gone, you've been gone since May, so... I, I said to you, when I was chatting to you earlier, I, I said we, and I, yeah. same with you, Dave, when we met, and... But I think is the thing is football is what it is. It's passion. Look, listen, we've had our run-ins before, and we'll have our run-ins again. I believe you come down and don't buy me a cider. Um, and you owe me enough beers, by the way. <laughs> I think not. Yeah, join the join the, cl- join the club. Yeah. <laughs> Myth again. Um, but it's interesting what you say about the personalities because you don't realise that when you're a fans rep, when you're at their meetings, you're thinking about the club. The club's in a bad result. Yeah. And you guys are saying, "Man, it's not all bad." And of course. It all comes out. Well, you, yeah. you know, because it's you. You've got to front that, but you are right. You're, at the end of the day, you are people, and you have got feelings. Yeah, and it, and ultimately, is just a job for us all. Absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do read some of the stuff that other clubs write, and we're not the worst by a long stretch of the imagination. I mean, and there's, there's good people at QPR. I mean, mm. there's people that you know, Julie Newman, Jenny Elliott, Francis, Terry Smith. There's people that. Care deep. Everybody care that's employed there. I would say cares deep. There's no one just there. The fact, they're still there after all these years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the box office staff. I've been in there, and people have given me a hard time, and then they've come out and, and gone on Twitter and said, "Oh, they're r- r- rude to me." What yeah. they forget is the, ex- the expletives that they said to the yeah. box. And I, they were mm. probably, you know, and, and I've always found the box office brilliant. You know, they they, they, they go out of the way for a lot of no, people. No, there's good people. But you can't, you can't listen. It's like this podcast. You can't please everyone. No. And a lot of people are going to slag you. People will get it right. People will get it wrong. But we've got to ask you about the 13th of August, Sheffield United. It was my birthday. That wasn't the story. Um, when did you know... Hang on, whoa, hang on, what? What? Well, I, I don't know what it was like for you. I got, I got to Barnet, literally, I had 55 missed calls. What year, though? Uh, I'm getting there in a second. And then, I wasn't there. Oh, you weren't there then. Just missed it. Yeah. I thought you were there then. Is this Paladini in the gun? And the I had to deal with a little bit of the fallout. Actually, as part of in my early time there, I went to court. I like your click click, by the way. That I went to court to, um, and I sat at the, in the back of the room to support Gianni, maybe. Um, really? But yeah, I was in the courtroom when it was all going off with it was, Morris. 
And to the Morris so, Brothers? Yeah. Uh, but no, I wasn't at the club at the time. But the, f- the funny thing about that, I went to that court case, and I tell oh, you well, what... I've probably seen you there. You probably did. It was possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, which shouldn't really happen because it's people's lives in trial. Yeah, and yeah. Be like, but some that of the stuff serious, that was going on, it was yeah. serious. I mean, and that was kind of QPR at the time. It was like we made Dream Team just look like yeah. normality. Yeah. Was it every Basket time you, you went into QPR and you thought, I've got me lunch... I've got my phone number for Kofi Annan. I've got my phone number for the Smartens. Where is he? And uh, what? <laughs> and I've got my Valium. Because it just seems to be like you had like... Nurse. <laughs> no, because... Send help. <laughs> you had a lot of things there. If you had the headbutt with Magilton, how many pl- managers have headbutted a player? You had the brawl with China. Not mm-hmm. many teams start, try to start off a fight with a country with nuclear weapons. And, and actually, you didn't answer the, bit, the other bit of the craziest question. Crazy good was Grenfell. Crazy bad. Crazy weird. What was that? Got to be with Brad Tory, surely. Got to be Gotta a Brad Tory right. story. Uh, tell you what was great. I suppose the Barton stuff at Man City on the final day. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. I still maintain um, Tevez should have gone. Yeah, for the no, first yeah, challenge. I would agree. And uh, did you? Believe, I think there might be some semblance in truth of Barton's story that he was. Yeah, if I'm going to get sent off, I'm going to take someone with me. Uh, Bobby of... said to him, didn't he? Bobby said to him, right, if you're going, take one down with you. Yeah. And that's what he tried to do. I can sort of see tried to get them to retire. Perhaps he had a bet on two people being sent off. Hmm. Um, <laughs> right. We, we Believe it or not, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with our podcast last week, but a few people said it was a bit long. Because it was. It was about an hour and ten minutes. Can I ask him one more question? Nearly. No. Nearly one more an hour. question. One last question. Don't touch me like that. It was weird. I might jump in with mine. Who's the best, who's the best player in the current squad to deal with? Oh, Matt Smith. No, I think so. if you, when I say deal with, I think when they're conducting the interview, they care. Um, and there's always a message that he's trying to get across, which mm. from a PR point of view is what you want. Mm. Um, and he always come back to the fact that you know it's about the team, and I mean he's a highly intelligent guy as well, which helps. Three QPR players, past or present, you've worked with, that you'd most like to go for a pint with? Gareth Ainsworth, Lee Cook, Mark Bertram. Well, there you go. Three players that you wouldn't go for a pint with. <laughs> Armand Traore. Actually, no, that's harsh. No, that's harsh. Um, no, it's not. No, Armand was okay actually. Um, Some might say otherwise. Bosingwa, for obvious reasons. Cesar, yeah. for obvious reasons. And, uh, and Danny Cullip. And the reason I say Danny Cullip is um, he was at the training ground. It was in pre-season and he was singing, um, Oh, I do like to be beside the seaside. What was in Brighton's song? Yeah, Oh, I do yeah. like to be beside. And I muttered under my breath as a joke, I wish you fucking were. <laughs> And he came for me like no other. So wow. the reason I wouldn't want to go for a pint is because I'd shit myself. Wow. And add out wow. to Rabs, just well, a quick, quick word on him. You just nicked my question. Sorry. You're I didn't hand, know you were going to ask that. A handful would be how I would describe Adele. Yeah. Just all the talent in the world could be playing for the best team in the world right now, but terribly advised, terrible people around him. And <laughs> does, does he have the love for the game that... But Some under Neil, have, Neil, mm. Neil said that he'd, he'd take him around his house, he'd have lunch with his kids, he'd get, you know, go outside and have a crack, and he, and, and he was actually all right. And, you know, but... He was a lovable rogue, should we say, but okay. I don't think... You know, Stan Bowles was a bit of a lovable rogue, wasn't he, during his time? But Stan would produce, and when Stan was training, he'd train yeah, his bollocks really off. really hard, yeah. Um, and he had the respect of his teammates, and I don't think Adele really ever had that. I think the people around him were interesting because I remember when we were at Tottenham and um, he was in the car and, oh, yeah, I can see your pencil, it's lovely. Um, and um, That's me hurrying Our kid, on. like Lily, my wee girl, as you know, sort of said, you know, wouldn't mind his autograph. And he just sat in the car and I goes, get out of the car, sign an autograph. You know, she's only a kid for God's sake. You said this. Yeah, so she looks, up to, yeah she looks up to you, get the freak out. And his mate went to hold him back and he went, no, no, he's right, and came out and, and did it. And he was all right. So I think... He almost he, had to be told to do things, which yeah. I think as a professional footballer, it's your duty to... Well, I don't in, think in Anna's defence, conversely, I've got a lovely picture of my daughter when, when she was six or seven, you know, first season, and Anna was like, came over, had a chat with her, had a yeah. picture with her. So yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying. I think, I think it, ultimately with Adele, it, and it, not just on the pitch, but off it as well, depending what mood he was in. 
Like if it, if he was up for it, he'd win the game single handedly, wouldn't he? If he wasn't, he'd get a boss. Very much. Yeah. So. I would also add Clint Hill and Ali Fowl into the ones I go oh, for. Absolutely, partner. yeah. Ali Fowl, I'm one of the most underrated players we had. Absolutely. Oh, did I say Jamie Mackey? <laughs> okay, well, it's turning into a pub crawl this but, but the question I was going to ask who was your favourite manager? Ian Dowie, 100%. Really? Yeah, great to deal with. Um, and if given the time, I think would have been a success. He sacked rather harshly. He wasn't allowed to pick the team he wanted to pick. And Eccleston and Breed Tory, just quickly. Was it a bit Don't weird? ask me to pick between those two. Was it a bit weird, them two? Was it anything they did was a bit weird? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everything. Let's just say yes. Okay. Um, You've heard the stories about him as well. (laughs) Oz end. (laughs) Oz end. Yes, I've got a serious one. I'll go first. Sure. Um, Bill Cox died last week. Horrendous news for QPR fans. You see Bill and David and his family, let me say this, asleep a lot of away games. He was a lovely fellow, um, Bill, and it was was quite a shock. I heard he was ill, but I didn't know it was going to be that bad. So I'm going to dedicate this podcast to the memory of Bill Cox. Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, mine seems sort of insignificant compared to this. <laughs> uh, but there, there was a nice comment from Michael Pierce on Facebook uh, after the sort of uh, furore that followed the opening day defeat at Preston, and a lot of the very minority, but the angrier fans on Twitter, you know, saying what's going on, blah blah blah. He just said, "So gutted we've been relegated following our one 0 defeat Ooh, to Preston North End." <laughs> I'll, I'll do my fun hours then, by the oh, way. Oh, oh, I, think, oh, I see. I, I think, you, you, I think that... It's in, really unlike you to... I think in deserves more than one. Go think, have more than one hours in. the final say. In deserves a lot. Don't worry, you're not getting thanked. Don't worry. <laughs> I wouldn't expect that, Finney. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> pardon? Go on. Is something that we, we should all be mindful of is how we conduct ourselves as social media. And... I did laugh me, me arse off last week after, after pressing because it was like we got relegated. And I'd like to thank um, Ian for not um, blocking me in his time with the club and social media. Very nice of you. I only blocked a couple of people. You never blocked me. Fanary. I was surprised you didn't block me. I tried fecking hard. We'll just Maverick, around the, we haven't yeah, asked we'll you about stop. that. Who? The Who? whole Stambowls. Oh, game. please yeah. let's not. No. I, well, well, well done. Book's the, coming out. Well done for the Stambowls game, by the way. <laughs> yes, both of you. Um, of you. I was Stupid. going to do an RZM, but it was basically what you were going to say, which was if you are drawing any conclusions yeah. that we're going Bonkers. to go down after one game, you are a moron. And Michael Pierce said all it better I was than both. Say. Yeah. I think I don't think it's. Let's not call our fans morons. No, I think no. I am. If you are saying <laughs> we're getting relegated. After one defeat that you probably haven't watched... To a team that finished... You are a moron. Just to clarify, Paul's tried to get me out of it. I'm getting myself back into it. You are a moron. No, no, one's, no season's been decided over one game. And if you think otherwise... That's my point. You're slightly, That's my point. You're slightly off topic. I think St- uh, Steve Say said it very well. You can be unhappy with it. He said it on Twitter. You can be critical of it. But let's not, and that's all fair enough, but let's not all of a sudden go to the far ends of we're going down, we're terrible, sat the manager, it's going to be a terrible season. There's no way you can possibly draw that conclusion. You could also say that Steve McLaren got his welcome to QPR the weekend. True. Hmm. Ian, you, you get the final word. No, I just think, I, I think the, the social media, I, I, it was very nice on Saturday. Not very nice to see the result, of course not, because I wanted QPR to win, but taking yourself back from where you were um, in the role that I was in and seeing some of the reaction I just thought I, I felt for the guys in the media team and any of the players that were on social media on Saturday night because yeah, like you say the reaction was just bonkers to a 1-0 defeat it wasn't like you got pummeled 5 or 6 um, alright I wasn't there so I didn't mm. I couldn't judge the performance but I'd say you know I, I got to know Steve well during his time at, um, at QPR under Harry and He's a good coach. He's got some good young players. He's got plenty to work with. But, you know, don't write off the season after one 90-minute performance. I think there's certainly more to come. That's the more diplomatic version. That's why he did his job. (laughs) Yes. But also, as we said, we need major improvements. And you know what? We might get it. But it'd be so nice to see a packed loft to Shorten Saturday. And I hope to God that last week's result does not have any impact on people coming on Saturday. Prediction, Paul, for Sheffield United at home. Lost 
at the weekend to Swansea might be losing tonight. I will check whilst you make that um, prediction. Listen, it They're depends. Middlesbrough, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit, like you guys know it's more than me as well. Depends on what QPR team turn up. If we can get behind them, get a goal, and close the midfield, two nil down. Okay, they're two nil down after half an hour. So that's so two defeats on the bounce then, potentially. Hopefully, yeah. Well, well, we are we are a football charity case. So um, <laughs> yeah. my prediction is a win all draw. I think we'll win. I think we'll I win. We win. Two we nil, need to Chris. Win. Well, I won't be there, and every time I'm not there. Uh, we normally win, so I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that as a bad Are thing. Are you going to Peterborough? So I'm going to say one nil. No, I'm in in your home city. So basically, we're going to win against Peterborough and Sheffield United, everyone. Ian, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll win. I think uh, easy, fresh from signing his new contract, to uh, turn up, wear that number ten shirt with pride, and hopefully lead us to a two or three nil win, maybe. Very good. So optimism. This has been the QPR podcast. I think next week we're going to be back Monday because we're playing on the Tuesday. It's my birthday. On the Monday. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned it a few times. Yeah. Is it I a special it. birthday? No, I'm 49. Never um, thought I'd get this fickered Now off. listen, things are never official until Ian Taylor says so. Is it the end of the podcast? It's the end of the podcast. <laughs> and another thing. QPR. QPR. Chris Rangers.